Welcome back to Poolside Podcast. This is episode number 29 and I'm your host Rachel Anthony. Today we are doing a solo episode, which is the first one since the beginning. Um, all the other episodes have had people on them to interview, um, but I've had a ton of people ask to just have me on the podcast to talk about things that I do and things that I know in my experience. So today is the day. We are going to talk about Instagram, which isn't a surprise, and content. I've got a lot of questions lately just about creating content, getting sponsored for content, um, what to do on Instagram to just make your feed look better. So I thought I would combine it all into a podcast episode. This is something that I would probably write on the blog, but I'm trying to get used to switching over to audio content for the podcast. So that is today. So I hope you guys enjoy it and learn something from it. Make sure you rate this podcast and leave a review. I would appreciate it. And if you're listening on your iPhone or your Android, screenshot, upload to Instagram on your stories and let me know that you're listening and what your favorite part of the episode was today. So let us jump into it. So I just want to start by saying that there are a ton of accounts that make gorgeous content and I like the content that I create obviously because it's what I post but there are people out there that probably know more than I do and do it a different way but this is how I create content and what I do for editing and photos and sponsorships. So that is what you are going to get. So if you have more questions, just DM me on Instagram and I can answer them for you. So let us start from the beginning of the content and Instagram journey, I guess you could call it. So before you start, if you're looking to revamp your Instagram, if you already have a have followers or you have a brand, or if you're starting from scratch and you don't really know what you're doing, or you have an Instagram account as most people do and you want to turn it into um, a business account. So first and foremost, you should make your account a business account. So you, if you go into settings, um, it'll say if you want it to be a personal account or a business account and you should make it a business account. That way you can see analytics, people can reach you through um, email and phone numbers and everything on your bio, but really the analytics are what you want. You can get third-party apps to do that as well, but I just highly suggest making it a business account. Instagram wants you to make it a business account, so just to keep everybody happy, do that. Um, And the second thing would be to start filtering out your photos. You don't have to go back and delete anything. I think the evolution of someone's feed is really interesting. If you scroll back, you can kind of see like who they were before Instagram took over. Um, So don't go through and delete things unless they're really bad, but that takes up a lot of time and you can spend that time actually just creating new content rather than going through old content. But moving forward, you can't just post every single photo that you would normally post. Um, If you want it to be a business, you have to treat it like a business and you have become your business. So for example, when I switched over to make this more of a business account and more of a blogging account, um, I cut out most photos of my family and my friends and my boyfriend and my dog. Um, I also stopped posting photos of 
like random food or just random iPhone photos that I probably would have posted before. Like if it was a nice sunset or something, cut that out. Um, you want to keep it on brand, which might sound a little harsh or not worth it. But then why are you trying to create your Instagram account into a business account anyways? So you just want to keep it on brand. If your dog is your brand, then by all means, or if you can, um, get the photos to look on brand with those people or things in it, then by all means. But just as a note, just to be aware of the kind of photos that you are posting. Um, and then you also want to, now that you've kind of looked through your photos, you want to come up with a brand. So this is your personal brand. Um, this is how you create content and what your content will circle around. And it shouldn't be that hard because it should just be who you are as a person. Um, it seems like a no-brainer, but sometimes you can get caught up on Instagram and looking through other people's feeds and then you want it to look exactly like theirs. And as great as that would be to just copy somebody else's feed, um, you won't stand out then. You have to really make it who you are and put your personality into it to make a difference in the Instagram world now. Not to say you can't get inspiration. I have, you can use like the saved feature on Instagram to create a board for yourself of the type of photos that you like and what inspires you and also ideas for photo shoots. So I have um, different folders within my saved photos that are either specific to a photo shoot that's coming up or if I have a sponsored post, like if you had to post something with wine and you're like, oh, how do I make this look cool? without just posting a normal photo that you can, if you go through other people's Instagram accounts and find cool ones, you can save them to give you inspiration when you go to take those photos. Or if you're traveling, you can find cool spots. Anyway, to create inspiration for when you are taking your photos, but not necessarily just copying straight up what these people are doing. Pinterest is also a good spot to do it, but I mean, Instagram has made it so you don't have to leave Instagram. So you might as well just keep it on Instagram. Also, just as a side note for analytics, you can see how many people have saved your photos, which is an interesting analytic. It's kind of creepy, but you can see how many people have saved it, how many people have sent it to other people. Um, so that could be an indication if you're creating content that other people are inspired by or want to imitate, just as like a side note, if that interests you. Um, and then once you kind of like, decided who you are and what kind of photos you're going to take, um, consider where you are. So it would be really great to have an account like Travel in Her Shoes or any of those super travel accounts, but unless you travel like that, which by all means, that sounds great, you probably have to work with what you have. Um, for me, living in Calgary, the mountains are always there. So if you wanted to create a pure mountain account or a nature account, it's super easy because we have gorgeous backgrounds. You can also do city, we live in a city, you can do city photos, you just have to get a little creative so that you don't end up with the same photos as everybody else because Calgary is not a big city and we all know where the Instagram spots are. So you just have to think about that and kind of decide what kind of photos you want. I jump around from mountains to city to fitness, but I do still try to keep it lifestyle-like in a sense that it's really just me in these spaces. So once you have that, you can write it down if that helps you. You can just create boards. You can really do however your creative mind works. 
Um, it also can evolve. We'll just, I'll just say that. You don't have to stick with something. Right now, if you decide that you want to have fitness, mountain photos, you don't have to stick with that forever. It's just good to have a starting point to gauge where you are going with your content and know what kind of photos you're taking at the beginning. But if you evolve or depending on what kind of photos you like to take or what your followers like, you can change it as you go. So once you've decided that, the next part is to actually have the content. And that can be intimidating if you post once a day, which is really most people's recommendations. Unless you have hundreds of thousands of followers, you probably only need to post once a day, twice max, every other day at the bare minimum. But if you're posting once a day, that can be a lot of photos, especially if you can't use the same photo shoot photos all the time. So you have to commit to creating lots of content. And this can be sometimes you'll get one-off photos that are shot when you're just like out or with your friends or someone takes it on their iPhone or they have a camera and that looks really great. But for the most part, taking time to create the photos with photo shoots is really the best way to stack up your content so that you always have something to post. Um, and that can either be hiring a photographer, working with a photographer, setting up a photo shoot, doing the full shebang so that you have photos. I prefer to hang out with my friends or my family and either my mom takes my photos or my friend Jenna takes my photos, um, which is awesome because then I don't have to pay anybody, which is great. And I can have more control about what it looks like and I don't have to rely on someone else's vision or editing of what it's going to turn out and so that creates consistency on my feed if it's a couple people that are taking the photos um i also always carry my camera with me so if there is a moment like if i'm at a restaurant or a cafe or something and i happen to look decent with makeup which you never really know but then I have my camera, I can take the photos, and then I can edit them and so that they are professional photos with a professional camera um, that will match my feed and aren't just like an iPhone photo because I don't tend to post iPhone photos just because I do love my camera and I love carrying it around. Um, and for back to photo shoots, batching your photos is the best way to do it. So I usually spend half a day once a week, usually like on Saturday mornings or Saturday afternoons and I will pick a place to go and take a ton of photos. So if I'm looking for mountain photos or if I'm looking for a city type photo, um, just depending on what I want to include on my feed this week, either that will be surrounding, if I have sponsor content that's coming up or I just wanna switch things up, then I will pick somewhere to go. Um, it's really easy, like I said, with the mountains, just drive up to Banff or Canmore, you can do that in a couple hours and get all the content that you need with backgrounds that are already done. It's outside, usually the lighting is good. Um, or if I don't wanna leave, I'll pick somewhere in the city like Inglewood or 17th Ave or whatever. Um, meet Jenna down there, meet my mom or my sister down there and then we will take photos. And usually I will bring like two or three outfits. You don't wanna overdo the photos cause it isn't fun if you're doing like a full eight hour photo shoot. But um, I'll bring a couple outfits, pick a couple places, and then take the photos. So that is how I get my photos, and then I usually have enough. Like, usually from a photo shoot, you get like 15 to 20 photos. 
um, that will fit on your Instagram. So I usually post one for that week. And if you have enough content, then you can switch in other photos that you have taken. And if that doesn't sound like fun or you don't want to commit to it or you're like, oh, I don't want to spend the time to do that, then you probably shouldn't get into Instagram. I really enjoy taking the photos. I love going to photo shoots and the creativity behind it. I love putting the outfits together. I love editing the photos. I love the whole process. And I would do it whether or not I had followers that were paying attention. I really just like taking the photos. And then if you also want travel content, because travel content usually does the best, if you look at who you're following, for the most part, like myself, I follow a ton of travel accounts just because it seems cool because it's not in the city that you're in. So then you need to book trips. And that can be expensive, obviously, if you don't have the funds to do it then I totally understand that as well. But if you do want those photos, then it's worth taking a couple weekend trips throughout the year to go. So when Jen and I go to New York, we are just in there or LA or we went to Seattle last year. We're there to travel obviously. And we go to a ton of restaurants and bars and everything, but we are there to take photos and it really gives you, it's really fun when you do that, when you're there with someone who wants to take photos with you, because then you can go to spots for the photo aspect of it. So if you have like a cool bridge or a cool lookout or a cool restaurant that people don't know about but it looks super cool inside, then you get to go to those places and you really get to explore more areas than just the tourist areas because for the most part, you don't want the super touristy photos. You want kind of like you live there street style type of thing. And so I love doing that. We go probably two or three trips a year just to get away from the city, create some new content. It is good just to explore other cities and get your creative juices flowing because you're so used to being in your own city and your own spaces that it's fun to create those different types of content. We also, when we pack and we travel, we bring different outfits, we carry them around with us. When we were just in New York, we were there in the fall, we brought multiple outfits. Um, but it was way hotter than we thought it was going to be. But we had brought pants and sweaters because we were creating, obviously, fall content. And in Calgary, it was fall. In New York, it was 30 above. And so we were dying. We were carrying around bags of pants and sweaters, and that's what we were wearing. But the photos turned out great. <laughs> Even though we were hot and dying, the photos turned great. And that was really what we were there for. Um, and it all sounds really outrageous, but... If you're creating content and you want to take the photos and you want to get creative, then that is just what you do. And we have fun while we do it. Um, we That's why we travel so well together because we're not annoyed with each other. If one of us wants to stay, take photos or if you need to take photos of your meal or whatever, just travel with people that will understand why you're taking all the photos or that are also good at taking photos. It's always worth bringing people on your trips that can take the photos for you. And then when you're picking your outfits, I'm not a fashion blogger. I started with fashion, but I really have no interest in fashion and people aren't really asking me what I'm wearing or the new trends or anything that's not up my alley. Like I said, I just do very like lifestyle-y type of photos. But at the same time, I cannot wear the same pair of Lululemons and white shirt that I usually wear every day in real life. Um, you need to switch things up. The whole point of taking all those different photos is so it looks like it's on different days and to keep things interesting on your feed and so you can't wear your favorite sweater in every photo even if that's what you like just switch it up you have a whole closet of clothes that you liked at one point so wear them 
I wear jeans sometimes because jeans just look good in photos. Sometimes the outfits that you do like wearing, for me, that are comfy, sometimes they're just not flattering in photos. So you just have to be aware of what it looks like. Um, not necessarily to lie about what you're wearing, but just to showcase better photos. And people do, people are interested in what you wear. Um, that is my style, what I post is obviously my clothes that I own, that I do wear. And so keeping that authentic, but being aware of the photos that you have so that when you go to post, you don't have to worry about the same sweater being in six different photos. The camera that I use, like I mentioned, I carry around my camera all the time. The camera that I use is a Nikon D3400, which is a pretty average camera, I would say. Um, it's nothing crazy. It's not super expensive as far as camera goes. Um, it works for me. I'm not trying to do anything crazy. I'm just trying to take these photos basically for social media. But I use, I used to use a 50 millimeter portrait lens and then I recently got a 35 millimeter portrait lens, which both of them work. They make the background blurry, which is what I'm going for in all my photos with a low aperture, but the 35 millimeter has been amazing. I still want most of my body in the photos and the 50 just couldn't really get it because that's not what it was supposed to be used for. Um, so the 35 millimeter is much more clear and I can take more of the type of photos that I'm looking for. So I highly recommend that combination um, if you're looking just for good quality looking photos. You can use the portrait on your iPhone if you have um, an, a plus, like an 8 plus or 7 plus or a 10 and higher. It isn't as good of quality if you compare them, obviously because it's a phone compared to a camera, but it does work if that's all that you have. And then I also wanted to just side note on photographers. I think I mentioned it before, but you can collaborate with photographers. That's how I started um, before I met Jenna and when I was just trying to build a portfolio of people. Like you get to know people, reach out to people. And that was really fun. I met a ton of photographers and talented people and just collaborated with them. Most of them, they, need, they want exposure, you want exposure. It's more of just an exchange of service rather than payment and people are super open to it if you're looking for photographer if you're super desperate just reach out to people for the most part unless they're super busy or they do charge they'll they'll probably collaborate um it doesn't hurt to ask or even if they know somebody who'd be interested in collaborating i highly recommend it then you're getting good quality photos of yourself because if you've ever tried to take self-timer photos it's a drag they work and it's great but they're not the best photos all the time. Sometimes it just really helps when someone is looking behind the camera. Then they can also use a portrait lens. They can also work with things like that rather than just a standard photo. So now that you have the content, you've created it, you spent the weekend, a couple weekends creating all this content, you need to edit it. There's no more hashtag no filter photos. Um, on Instagram, everybody uses filters of some sort just to make the photos look better. So most people use Lightroom presets. And if you don't know it all, uh, Lightroom is an Adobe product. Same, like, like Photoshop, same idea, but it's for me, it's easier to use than Photoshop because all I'm doing is putting a filter on it and slightly editing. Where Photoshop I use more if I'm trying to 
get rid of something in a photo which on a side note takes me a really long time I'm not great at photo shoot but I like for example I had a photo that I had to post but when I took it it was during Halloween and there was Halloween decorations in the background which I was posting after Halloween and really did not want black spiders in it so I took the time to get rid of them because I couldn't go and retake the photo so that's when I use Photoshop but otherwise I just strictly use Lightroom so I've taken the photos or someone else has taken the photos and then I get them and then I I use my computer for Lightroom just because I prefer a bigger screen and I just like doing it on my computer but you could definitely do it on your phone there's an app you can get the presets for your phone if you want to do that but I upload them to my computer upload them into Lightroom which does cost money on a side note um, if you're a student you can get a package with I think it's Photoshoot, Photoshop Lightroom something else together for cheaper um, or if you're just a normal person like myself um, I believe it's $9.99 a month for the photo package which is Lightroom and Photoshop for me I pay for all of them just because I use Audition for this podcast um, I use Illustrator for graphics that I have I use Lightroom I use Photoshop I use Premiere for my YouTube videos so I really just pay for all of it but if you're just using Lightroom just for photos I just recommend doing the photo package. So Lightroom, upload photos. When I switched to using presets, it really just brings your feed together. If you look at any of your favorite Instagram feeds, you'll notice that the tones of the colors are the same, or if they're like all moody, if they're all light or all bright, it's all a preset. So either you can, if you're super talented and you know how to use Lightroom or you have a friend, you can make your own preset um, I do not know how to do that. So I did not. I paid for presets. There are free presets out there. I never found a good free one. I downloaded a million of them. I couldn't find exactly what I was looking for. And you could find one and tweak it. If, like I said, if you know how to edit them and save them, you could find a preset that's already kind of what you want and then just edit it from there. Again, I was not going to take the time to do that. So I just bought some until I found what I was looking for. Um, I bought with Jenna. You can share the files if someone has a preset, which I know the people that are making them wouldn't appreciate, but you can share them. They are pretty expensive, some of them. Um, and so if you just want to test them on your photos, that's a great way to do that. So the first one I used, if you ever scroll back on my Instagram, um, I switched first to presets. I used the Jolie Janine presets. She's a blogger and I was looking for something that was kind of cooler, bluey tone, but still kind of warm. It was very specific what I was looking for and I happened to find exactly that in those presets and it was amazing. I loved what it did to the photos. I used two, I think it came with six or seven or eight or something presets in the package and I had used two of them that I would use between photos just depending on what the light looks like. Presets can be interesting with skin tones. You just have to watch that um, and be able to adjust it so that your skin doesn't look super weird. But I used those ones for probably a year, almost a year. And then I wanted to switch to something that was warmer, a little bit sharper, a little bit with deeper colors. And so I switched to the Dirty Boots and Messy Hair presets. And you can find both of those if you just search that on Instagram, the handles, um, they'll come up. That's the one I use now. I love it. It's great for 
they kind of darken the photos, but then, like I said, deepen the colors and make it a little more rich. And I'm obsessed with them right now. They've been amazing. I use, again, I only use two of them just because they're similar, but slightly different just depending on the photos. So that's what I do. There are a kajillion presets out there. If you look at bloggers, if you look at photo companies, there's a ton out there. So find one that you like, the type of photos, test it on a few photos to make sure it's gonna work. And then when you are taking photos, you do have to kind of keep that in mind. Although you can adjust the preset to go with whatever photo you have. I tend to really like what happens to it when the lighting is kind of like cloudy, overcast, like not direct sunlight. Um, that's what I prefer. Obviously those just take the best photos in general, but you just have to keep that in mind. Sometimes if it's inside, the preset just won't do the photo justice. So just keep that in mind when you're looking at your photos, when you're taking the photos. Sometimes you just have to let go of photos unless you have someone that's a super editor. Sometimes I just let them go and find a different photo to use. Again, these presets can be put onto your mobile phone. You can do exactly the same thing on your phone. So I use Lightroom, save them, and then I airdrop them to my phone. And then I use the, it's called Airbrush. It's an app that I use to, like it's called, to airbrush my face. If I have any blemishes that are bothering me or if I just look really, really tired and I just have like super dark circles under my eyes, I'll kind of get rid of those. Um, you just want to look good on Instagram. Really, they are good photos. You don't have to if you don't want to. If you just want to keep it all natural, you can do that as well. However, I like to edit them just because I've already put in so much effort into the photo. I might as well just finish it off. So now you have the content. Tons of photos to use. You love them all. You're super excited. Um, someone asked me, I asked uh, on Instagram what you wanted me to cover in this podcast. And someone asked how far in advance I plan my content. The real answer would be I don't plan my content at all. I just plan the photos. I don't have a content calendar. I don't just, I just don't find that fun. I already do that for my clients and so I spend all my time planning their content but I prefer when it's just authentic. You just never know how you're gonna feel. Sometimes I'll have captions with photos that I'll save as a draft on Instagram and I'll come back to it and just have no interest in using either that photo or that caption. So I prefer just to have the photos ready but then when I go to post then I can come up with the caption that day. So I use an app to organize my photos for my feed. I didn't used to, I used to would just eyeball it but it's a lot easier especially if you have so many photos and different types of photos and you are trying to keep like a look to it to have them laid out in front of you I find I'm just a visual person so I just need to do that so I use Planoli for my own account but I also have planned for my clients there are a million of them out there so whatever you like if someone else has rec recommended a different one feel free to use it they're all kind of the same for the most part, especially for me. I'm just using it to see the photos. I'm not scheduling. I'm not doing anything. I just want to be able to see them. So I upload all the photos to the app and then you can just move them around to make sure that you don't have the same type of photos. Like you don't want, personally, I don't want a super close up of my face, like two in a row, or if there's too many that are far away, or if you're standing in all of them, you just want to be able to switch it up. And this is the way that you can see 
what it will look like and to make sure that you are getting a variety to make your feed look better. And as a side note for why I don't schedule my Instagram, first of all, I just really like Instagram and I enjoy doing it. So if I scheduled it, then it would kind of take some of the fun out of it. Also, Instagram is not into third-party apps and they prefer you just to do everything on their app. And the algorithm is already a struggle, so I really don't like to mess it up any further. Um, and I also, now I'm kind of jumping, but I don't have a content calendar for my posts um, unless it's a sponsored post. So for all the brands out there or other businesses, just so everyone can feel better, that is when usually, I know I do it, I know lots of people some of my friends and other influencers they do that as well just so that you stay on track there's a calendar that is scheduled i actually have like a day planner old school and i write it down so i'll have like if i have this many stories or what kind of stories and which post it is and which day it is just so that i can make sure that i don't miss anything as well as the brands don't have to worry that i'm going that they're gonna have to follow up because i've missed it and even though I don't have a content calendar, I also, I do keep captions in my phone just because you never know when you're going to go blank. And sometimes you just come across a good caption, but you don't have really like the photo you're looking for. So I have a note in my phone that's literally just Instagram captions that I'll keep either their quotes that I've seen or just funny sayings, or if I'm inspired one day to come up with captions for some reason, um, then I have them in there so that if I have a photo that matches one of them or if I have a photo but just have zero idea for captions, that's where I go. Um, if you've never Googled like great Drake lyrics for Instagram captions, you haven't really lived, I would say. I get a ton from doing that. Sometimes it's sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Um, usually if there's like a new album of some like popular song or person. Um, I'll just Google that just to stay on top of the trends. <laughs> so you can do that. There are hundreds and hundreds of blog articles and pages that are literally just Instagram captions ready for you. If they're like, you need a selfie, there's selfie captions. If there's like, you want to be saucy, there's captions that have lots of sass or whatever you need. They're out there. Just Google it. Don't feel bad about it. And so let us just touch on the algorithm for a second. This was another one of the questions that got asked on my Instagram. I am not an algorithm expert. I don't think anybody is, except for the, whoever is making it at Instagram, whoever sits around that table trying to make it difficult for everybody. Um, that's who knows. It's always changing. They update it all the time. Um, the person on my Instagram asked how to be seen, which is kind of... It's not an irrelevant question, but the way the algorithm works is based on engagement. So Instagram wants people to stay on Instagram as long as possible. Obviously, that's how they make their money. And so they will show content to you if they think you want to see it. Or if there is posts that are out there that are engaging, then they might think that you need to see it based on the type of content that you do like. So. Basically, to like as a simple, simple way to be seen as was asked or just kind of not get around the algorithm, but maintain a following on Instagram is just to engage with it. So it's a social platform. That's what it's for. 
Um, and even though we've all turned it into businesses, it's still a social platform. So you need to be social on the platform, which means engaging with the content that you're following. So if you're just scrolling and not liking photos or not commenting, you're not engaging. And it, again, if it seems like a lot of work to engage on Instagram, then maybe you don't need to put this much effort into Instagram in the first place and you can just use it however you want. But if you're looking to make a business, you're looking to grow, you just have to be engaging and that's how it works. So commenting, liking, following accounts that are similar, just spending time on it is really what Instagram is looking for. Um, don't use a bot. That is not real engagement. Um, that is also why giveaways and contests don't work as well and are not working as well, partly because of the algorithm it's picking up on people that are telling people to like and follow them, but also because you're not getting people that actually want to follow you. And yes, I've done tons of giveaways because that is a way to grow your following, but it can hurt your engagement at the end uh, just because lots of those people only followed you because they wanted to win. And then they probably just forgot to unfollow you or do not use their account very well. And so they're not engaging with your posts which can hurt your engagement rate, which sometimes I deal with, sometimes I don't, just depending on the kind of content that I am posting. And everybody is just as frustrated as you are if you're listening, we all feel the same way. Um, but if you, you just have to create good content is really what it comes down to. Use a platform for social reasons, engage with other people, and then create good content. Make it worth people engaging with. So don't really worry about the numbers. Um, obviously, the numbers are great, and especially for a lot of brands still, they are still looking at numbers, but it's slowly changing into engagement rate and just seeing who, what people are doing with your content. And it not, isn't necessarily the number of followers you have or even the number of likes that a photo gets. Um, it's really just seeing if the community of people that are following you are interested in what you're posting. So let us talk about sponsored content for a second. Um, I was asked how to make money on Instagram and this is through sponsored posts. I don't do a ton of sponsored posts, mostly because again, like I said, I do enjoy just making content, but it is nice to get paid obviously to use this platform. And so I do engage with sponsored posts if I like the brand or I like the people that are behind it. Um, basically just think about it as advertising, but you're just using people to do it as opposed to creating a strict ad with models or on TV or whatever. But it is advertisement. It is just more personal, which is why influencer marketing has grown because you're going to trust somebody more that you know who's promoting a product rather than just seeing it on TV or as an ad on the computer or Facebook or whatever. So if you want to start promoting brands and collaborating with companies, there, there's a ton of different ways to do it. You also don't have to have millions of followers. I would say the minimum would be a thousand followers. Micro influencers is what they're calling it. And it depends again, who is saying, but I've heard that it can be a micro influencer is between one to 10,000. It can also be between one and 50,000, just depending on the type of company that is working with you, but you can start getting collaborations if you have a thousand followers. I started collaborating with companies. I think I had 2000 followers. 
Um, and that was a couple years ago, so it was a little bit different, but you don't, like I said, don't worry about the numbers. It's really the type of content that you're creating. And if you're creating good content, have a good community, then brands will notice that and they will want to collaborate with you. Cause for them, if people are listening and people are going to buy their product, that's what they're looking for. It doesn't necessarily mean just having a ton of followers. So if you're getting into it and you want to start engaging with companies, I would suggest following their accounts, liking, commenting, don't spam them, obviously, do it authentically, as if you would if you just liked their account. You can also buy their stuff and create content for them um, and post it to grow your following. One of the ways is to get reposted. So creating content that the brand is posting is a way to show the company that you align with what they're doing and that maybe they'll repost you, they'll notice you. And if you don't want to buy their product and you're not going to spend money on the product, then you probably shouldn't be promoting it to your audience. For me, when I started, it's a little bit different now, but when I started, everything that I posted was something that I bought and then would just tag the companies in it in hopes that, like I said, it get reposted, get noticed. Even now, lots of things that I post I've actually bought and aren't sponsored, but I want to share because they're either good brands or good products or I just really love them and I think that people should know about it. So some things are sponsored, some things aren't, but don't start posting random things that you wouldn't normally post or buy just for the sake of looking like you're being sponsored or an influencer. People can see through that. You want to be authentic. You want to be real. So you need to showcase that. But if you are wearing a brand, like shoes or pants or coffee or where you are or whatever, tag people in it. Um, tag the brands, tag Instagram accounts that showcase that type of product. It really doesn't hurt to tag other people in it. Use hashtags that either the brand is using or that talk about the brand. Just do a little bit of research Again, create content that is engaging, good quality, you've done good photos, you've edited them, you've put a little bit of effort into it, you've also shown your personality, you've made it a little bit different. That will be what make brands take notice. My first sponsor content was with Sportcheck um, a couple years ago and they reached out to me. I had I was super surprised actually when it happened. I, like that was before I was aware that you could get paid on social, but I was posting just what I do. And part of that was fitness, part of it was lifestyle. And they really liked that. And I was chosen to be one of their ambassadors for six months because that was what they were looking for. They're looking for lifestyle people that incorporate fitness and active into their lifestyle. So that was how that happened. I didn't reach out to them. It just happened organically and it really worked and some of the stuff that they sent me back then I still even wear now so it really shows that it really aligned with what I was doing um, you also can reach out to brands ideally they reach out to you but you can also reach out to brands and just make it authentic make the message real don't just copy and paste it to a hundred different brands they can tell um, Instagram will also block you from sending too many messages that are all the same just as a side note um, so reach out to them, talk about their product, talk about how you can help them. Don't make it about yourself and how they can help you. Make it about them and why they should collaborate with you. Can you create good content for them? Can you help them 
grow into a different audience? Do you think their values align with yours? Kind of thing. Um, how can you help them? Why should they want to work with you? And that can either be a DM or an email, depending on either one. Sometimes I'll DM companies and ask for an email to reach out. So then if they're open to a collaboration, they're into it or whatever, now they've given you an email that you can reach out to. I do have a media kit. Someone obviously asked about money and about how much you charge. I do have a media kit that I've made. I used Canva. They have media kit templates. Um, but you can, if you're graphically inclined, feel free to design your own. Canva has one. I put in my analytics, a little bit about me, some photos, and then I put in kind of like a package of like what people could get if they wanted to work with me. So it's very formal. I only send it out if people ask. I don't reach out to brands sending my media kit with them just because it is a little bit too formal for me and I don't want to not work with some brands because they either don't want to pay what I'm charging or they're just thrown off by it. So I only send it if it's being asked, but it's I still have it because it does come up, it looks professional, and then it can showcase how much you charge. I highly recommend getting one if you think this is something that you want to be a part of, which if you've listened to the podcast this far, it must be. <laughs> um, and then when you are getting contacted or you're content contacting brands for collaboration, you have to decide who you want to partner with. And for me, when I decide, I do get a lot of pitches with brands. And before when I was starting out, obviously it's exciting. You want free stuff. You just, it's really exciting to just have people that want to work with you. And so I probably worked with brands that I wouldn't now only because I was starting and I was growing and I did want to collaborate with as many people as possible to just get the experience and the exposure. That being said, now, now that it's been like three years, it is a little bit of a different landscape and people can see when you're just posting random shit. And also if you're in a city and you have, you're in within like the bloggers, you can tell when a brand has reached out to too many people because everyone will be posting the same thing. And that can be annoying. That's no different than now seeing a TV commercial 20 times while you're trying to watch a show. So pick things that really align with who you are and like I said, things that you would buy and then say yes. Don't be afraid to say no. I know it feels like you'll never get asked again or something, but you will. There'll be brands that want to work with you because of who you are and that align with your brand. And so saying yes to brands that don't align can really just hurt you in the end. And for me, um, I really go for local brands. That was how I grew my blog in the first place with interviewing local brands and so I still stuck with that. I am a Calgary blogger and so I like to support the community in any way that I can. So I don't charge for local collaborations um, because it's just supportive and I understand small business and it's in my city. That's who I like to work with organically but I do get sent emails from PR companies and bigger companies to work with. And those are the ones that I really have to decide if that aligns with what I'm doing or the content that I'm creating. So for example, I would never choose to work with a makeup company because I don't really wear makeup very often. I'm not good at makeup. I'm not a beauty blogger. I have no interest in starting to talk about it on my feed. Nobody cares. First of all, I'd probably lose followers if I started to try to tell people 
what makeup to wear. And so that's why I do more of fitness related things, athleisure, food, that type of collaborations that fit in with my lifestyle and that I can picture the content that I'm going to create because I've done a ton of collaborations where they've given you either a product or a service and they tell you what kind of photo that you should be taking and lots of the photos that I have taken in the past that were sponsored I wasn't a fan of. I probably wouldn't have posted them if it wasn't sponsored and I really am trying hard to get away from that because all the photos I post I really want to love and want to post and obviously that is what the brand wants as well but sometimes you get stuck into having to post a photo just because it's the due date and that's the photo that they liked so I'm trying I started last year but definitely this year to really narrow down the brands that I work with um, to be able to create content that I really love and that they will really love and making it a mutually beneficial partnership and then just a last thing on the sponsorships the payment does differ like I said I don't sell my media kit to everybody it does have a pretty like standard rate if I'm trying to start somewhere or if a brand just wants a starting point but I usually just work with whatever budget they have um, and decide whether it's not whether or not is worth putting my effort into it for what they can afford so for example um, I've worked with bigger brands they're from PR companies like L'Oreal um, even Sportcheck, companies like that, where I know they have a marketing budget, then they can afford to pay influencers because they have, they would pay for other marketing things like ads and commercials and things like that. So I don't feel bad about getting paid for the work that I'm doing. But at the same time, if it's local, um, I'll just do it in exchange of product or service because I know that they can't afford the marketing budget that these bigger companies have. So that went way longer than I thought it was going to. I was worried that I was just going to talk and it was going to be over 15 minutes, but it's now been a longer podcast than initially thought. So thank you for everyone who is still listening. And I hope you gained something from that. If you learned something, um, basically to sum it up is you need to pick a personal brand, be consistent with it, post consistently, Take the time to create good content and do it in batch photo shoots, edit them, get Lightroom, find a preset you really like, and then that will lead to collaboration with brands. So that is my podcast for today. Uh, Let me know if you liked it. I would love to do more episodes like this where it's just me. So let me know what you want to hear, what you want me to talk about, and I will see you in the next podcast.